One up, one up, one up! Oh my god, I sound ridiculous. I'm a middle-aged white lady. In my professional photo, the one I use for Artipus, I look like I probably married well, live in a nice house, the car is paid off, kids in college, and my golf game is pretty good. None of that is actually true. Promising songs became monuments of water poured into the sand when love was blossoming. Gave what I had when it wasn't what was wanted nor needed. Is that an excuse so you can keep it? I've never been married, was homeless for a year in New York, have no kids that I know of, practice martial arts, and listen to the punk rock music. I just look like I'm that other person. I do like to challenge people's perceptions. I'm like, Current affairs. Time goes by and we find what we look for in each other inside. We don't look at each other and find someone who cares for resentment for reminding each other of bad Welcome to Artipus, art you can hear. Artipus hits the streets, hot on the trail of Berlin graffiti artist One Up. When you spend a lot of time running around the gritty part of the city, any city, you also spend a lot of time surrounded by street art and graffiti. Street art has evolved over the past decade into an academically recognized art form, with street artists like Banksy valued in the millions. They are often, these days, invited to piece up a wall like Shepard Ferry in Paris, Cleon Peterson in LA, or Nick Walker in New York. There's still a lot of guerrilla street art to be found, but to a large degree, it's become mainstream. Graffiti, on the other hand, is still 100% illegal. It's a little more punk. Graffiti is not street art. Street artists can do graffiti, and graphers can do street art, but generally, they are two separate breeds. Street art usually tells a story, comments on the world in the immediate vicinity or the world at large, and is closer to film storyboards or graphic novels in its visual nature. It's often meant to be discovered, to surprise, and to make you think. Graffiti is the written word, or a name, as is often the case. It's about fonts, and it's not about making you think, except to make you wonder how the hell someone got up there, or on top of that, or over that wall, across those tracks, or... It's about being visible, in-your-face youth and adventure, and not so much defying authority as not giving a damn. Street art is like the Henry Rollins to graffiti's Iggy Pop. Okay, Henry Rollins isn't mainstream, but you get what I mean. Because I can't Green Day. I have too much respect for street art, and none for Green Day. Berlin is a city known for both street art and graffiti, probably because in Berlin, the grittier parts of the city are everywhere. It's like decentralized grit, and it's hard to know what came first, the grit or the graffiti. Most of the street art here is politically charged, starting with the famous Thierry Noir colorful heads along the Berlin Wall. It's a destination for street artists, and everyone who's anyone has passed through here, from Keith Haring to Black the Rat to Space Invader, Monsieur Le Chat and Shepard Ferry, and of course, Banksy. There are world-renowned, impressive, and beautiful pieces all over the city, and the city appreciates them. There is the massive Spaceman by Victor Ashe, 
thought to be the largest stencil in the world. There is the hanging stag by R.O.A., the handcuffed businessman by the mirrorless blue, the giant slab of meat near the Berlin Wall Memorial by Marcus Haas, to name only a few. This stuff is so famous, some of it's been here for years. They don't get pieced over by other artists and are just as much a part of the city as the Brandenburg Gate and the Fernsehturm at Alexanderplatz. And then there's the unofficial pieces, like the wheat paste dancing girls all over Neukölln and up to Mitte, the color block BU posters, the astronaut stencils, the reaching hands, and the ubiquitous A for anarchy signs. Great stuff. A visual feast for the eyes, a city told in pictures. And then there's the graffiti. There is some impressive graffiti here, some beautiful throwback New York style around, which is always a pleasure to see. A gorgeous wild style series at the Eisenbacher U-Bahn station depicting the four seasons on the subway walls that I've enjoyed watching get completed over the course of the past year. I pass a building I can see from the Putlitzer Bridge that sports a perfect giant roller tag that I love seeing every day. And of course, there's tons and tons of juicy markers and spray tags on doors, on walls, on handrails, on U-Bahn steps, on poles, on posters, on everything. Graffiti comes in different shapes and sizes and colors and methods, but mostly it's the method that counts. So before we go any further, let's just brush up on a little graffiti vocabulary. Tag. A tag is a signature, your name or your nickname or a slogan by which you'd like to be known, and usually the style you sign it in. In New York, I shared a tag with someone for about three months. It was the name of a band we never started because... kids. But we got the word out about the band. So a tag is almost like a brand. The idea is to get your tag seen, and it's one of the earliest forms of social media. It's not just about saturation, though. It's also about placement. The more clever and or difficult places you can reach, the more respect you earn. There are different kinds of tags that are usually just as much a part of the signature as the name itself. Bubble tag. A bubble tag is the most easily recognizable and commonly known. Big bubble letters, distinctive and easy to read, usually have a thick outline, and the letters themselves are filled with color. Color that fades from one color to another, that blends to add depth, that adds cartoon sparkles to make it stand out, or bubbles even on the bubble letters to get really meta. The artistry is within the thick black lines that define the letters, and it's usually pretty amazing. Throwy. A throwy or throw-up is most often a bubble tag interrupted. Meaning, the writer had just enough time to paint the letters and fill them in with one color, before having to take off so as not to get caught. Spray tag. Graffiti writers most often use spray paint, and a spray tag is simply line writing with a spray can. Purely one-dimensional, it's simply a word or signature that is usually transformed by its drips, that is, the still wet paint runs down the wall, the lines of the letters dripping into each other, like all the letters are seen through a thick rain. Roller tag. Roller tags use paint rollers to create really large, often wide and blocky letters for a tag. These are also very often outlined in thick black to distinguish the letters, but the letter form itself is usually squared, 
sort of like an official but really cool giant stamp, as opposed to the squishy soft lettering used in bubble tags. Roller tags are generally very large to cover huge open spaces. Juicy markers. Sometimes graffiti writers use paint markers called juicy markers because the felt tip is juicy with paint. These, of course, offer the most control and are good for subway cars and smooth, slick surfaces. Juicy marker tags are the most calligraphy-like, the letters stylized and artful, often printed in such a way that the word itself creates a form, from a block word with a pagoda-like roof, for example, to oblique rectangles, to cirrus clouds. Wild style. Often, when people think of graffiti from the 1980s and 90s, they think of wild style. Colorful, angular lettering that is impossible to read if you don't know how. Usually leaning or squished, but always with the sense of movement, as though the tag itself will take off on the heels of the tagger, both of them running from the cops. It's most associated with rap and hip-hop. Extinguisher tag. When you want to go really big and reach high places, use a fire extinguisher. Fire extinguisher tags are recognizable usually because of their size, but also because of the diffused lines the paint makes as it hits the wall. There isn't a lot of control with extinguishers, and fine lines are, so far, impossible. There's also a wavy, scrawl quality to extinguisher writing, as though the tag was done by a drunk six-year-old, again caused by the difficulty in controlling the extinguisher itself. When I moved to Berlin, the door to my new building was tagged with a simple white spray tag, One Up, it said. It looked like this One Up had just been passing by, tagging as they walked down the street. It was at waist level, so One Up barely even lifted an arm to tag my door. When I started using my U-Bahn station regularly, I noticed One Up again. Two white spray tags on an unused subway poster support. One Up, One Up. And then I started moving around town, discovering the trains, the buildings, the people, the city. And I started seeing one up everywhere, on an apartment's shutters, high up on residential walls, in a corner where a building and a doorway meet, on the U-Bahn tracks, S-Bahn tracks, the train itself, and along the spray, north in Wedding and Moabit, south in Neukölln and Kreuzberg, all the way to Lichtenberg and Reinickendorf, and even Stieglitz and Marzahn. In the west, the east, high, low, heaven spots that looked impossible to reach, down low where no one even looks. One up was everywhere. Mostly, I've seen simple line spray tags, but every now and then I see a throwy, or a bubble tag, or a roller tag, and even once, wild style. A lot of extinguisher tags. And the branding side of tagging worked. I got used to seeing One Up everywhere to the point where I was looking for One Up everywhere too. It became a game I played with myself wherever I went in the city. Look around and find your One Up, and sure enough, their One Up would be too. A secret friend, a familiar face. Because One Up was everywhere, One Up was Berlin, and Berlin is home. One Up became the rum line that anchored me to my own front door. Man, I thought. This person is determined to tag every single square centimeter of Berlin. Respect, because that is dedication. So who is one up? I am one up. You are one up. 
One Up is anonymous, and anonymous means anyone or everyone. Then I learned that One Up is not a person, it's a crew. It's a crew that's been around for over 10 years, made up of a shifting group of people, and who tag One Up not only in Berlin, although Berlin is their home city, but all over the world. They are so well established that there's a Facebook page. There are YouTube videos of the crew at work, bombing an U-Bahn car in beautifully choreographed missions, working together as a team to hit sweet spots high up or down low, working individually to hit passing tags in big groups or small, bombing as much of the city turf as they can. One Up is also the name of a website that focuses on video games. Popular in the world of gamers who slide between Reddit and 4chan and the hacker group Anonymous, wreaking havoc for good or bad and loosely organized campaigns that governments and law enforcement finds impossible to break, thanks to the diffused nature of the group that isn't a group. But in graffiti world, 1UP means one united power. And although 1UP is also made up of anonymous members that could be anyone or everyone, hence the I am 1UP, it is more Spartacus than anarchist in spirit. And there's something really beautiful about the unity, the coordinated graffiti missions, the dedicated by so many to spreading 1UP as far and wide as possible, giving enough room for writers to showcase their individual and collaborative talents. That is united power, and it's rare. It's hard to find in governments, music, other art forms. But in the graffiti world, it's been working for over a decade. A couple of weeks ago, my friend Cass posted a photo of a new piece that had gone up at the U-Bahn station, Heinrich Heinestrasse. It is utterly brilliant in its simplicity and just impressive. It evokes a wow. The first few days after it went up, Berlin social media was full of the piece, all accompanied with a wow. Wow is what I blurted out when I saw it on Cass's Instagram. I wanted to see it in person, but it was out of the way of my daily routine, until my friend Jess, another street art and graffiti lover, came to visit from Paris. I knew she'd appreciate this, and it was a good reason for me to finally see it, too. So we took the train to Heinrich Heinestrasse station, jumped off, and I said, Look! Just looked. But this piece is so big, it's actually hard to see. We took a few steps back and finally just said, Wow. It's the simplest, most recognizable image, a smiley face. A smiley face so big, the outline of the circular face goes from track to ceiling, and the diameter has got to span over five meters. It's a simple extinguisher tag in black paint. Classic drips from the lines, always a good indicator that it was done quick and dirty and then the tagger ran. The smiley face is impressive in size, but most of all in concept. Because for some reason, no one's ever done this before. No one has ever done a floor-to-ceiling piece in a subway station like this, even though there's never been a reason not to. And as I said, it's so big, it's hard to see it at first. You have to step back, but it's a subway platform, so you can only step back so much. You literally have to open your mind in order to see it. And of course, the smiley is simple, but it's also friendly. This giant black extinguisher tag, as though this enormous face staring at you in the U-Bahn is saying, I know I'm big and shocking, and you've never seen anything like me before, but I'm friendly. I like you. And everything is going to be okay. Like current affairs. 
On the opposite track, equally as big, but in white, is the artist's signature, One Up. I was so happy to see that. Take U-Bahn Line 8 to the Heinrich Heinestrasse station, and the piece can be found on the west wall, until the city washes it off. As of this broadcast, the smiley face is still there, but hurry, graffiti doesn't last forever. Special thanks in this episode goes to Tona Hamashige, a.k.a. Hope, one of the original New York City graffiti writers, for her contributions to this episode. You can follow her work in the archival graffiti work she documents on Instagram at writingxwrongs. Music used in this episode is the original track Monuments by Cedric Till, a.k.a. Concrete Sea, and produced by Wasaru. You can follow him on SoundCloud at Concrete C. That's Concrete C-E-E. That's all for Artipus this week. See you around town. Find artists and exhibits in your city and everywhere you go with Glarify, the world's first art map app. The interactive global mapping tool that lets you locate artist studios, openings, and exhibits in your town and around the world. Become part of your local art scene. It's free. Glarify is an official partner of Artipus. Visit Glarify.com. Artipus is a proud supporter of Prana, the platform for the homeless. Prana is a digital platform bridging the information gap between volunteers, organizations, and the homeless, providing direct connections to real-time information about food, shelter, clothing, medical help, and more. Help the homeless by helping Prana grow. Visit Prana at www.prana-deutschland.de. Artipus is written and produced in Berlin by Susie Kollek with sound design by Nathan Terry and broadcast on World Radio Paris in France, Indie Republic in Germany, and in the U.S. on 89.3 FM Chaos Community Radio. You can also stream us on SoundCloud or download us on iTunes. Just search for Artipus, A-R-T-I-P-O-E-U-S. And you can see photos and read transcripts of this episode and more at artipus.com. That's all for Artipus this week. I'm Susie Kollek. See you around town. <laughs>